let me just uh, give you an update. Uh, assembly season is officially over. Uh, as of August 11th, I've, I wrapped up my 33rd and final district assembly, and uh, it has been uh, really an absolute pleasure to, to represent NBC at the assemblies. The assemblies themselves, you may think this makes me sick in the head, but the assemblies themselves have been really enjoyable. Um, and it's been great to hear from students and alumni of NBC, pastors who have sent students to NBC. I mean, I, I'm talking probably 95% positive. And even those who have things to say that, uh, that maybe we could learn from, uh, it's still wrapped up in an overwhelmingly positive viewpoint of NBC. Uh, but they, they may think, well, it's, it's harder than it needs to be, or, um, or, or uh, I had this I had this happen with this uh, in this class that that was less than satisfying. You know, that's going to happen. Um, and you're, there's there's I can't imagine an organization ever having anywhere near 100 percent customer satisfaction. My guess is that customer satisfaction consultants don't have 100 uh, percent customer satisfaction. Um, that's just the nature of serving people and pe being in the people business. Um, and but but overwhelmingly. Uh, we have uh, positive, uh, positive regard from our students, from the pastors who send them, from the church boards uh, of uh, churches where our students go to minister. Uh, you know, when the when the churches that our students go to lead feel good about where their pastor got their education, uh, that's a really, really good thing. And there's there's an awful lot of pent up goodwill for NBC. Uh, that has yet to be tapped into, and we're going to be trying to tap into every single bit of it over the next uh, over the next years. Uh, so I, I uh, set out to go to 37 district assemblies this year. I made it to uh, 33. Flight cancellations cost me two, and COVID cost me two. Uh, I presented at, uh, at at these 33 assemblies. I will have presented at uh, to almost half, if not just over half of the pastors in the USA and Canada, uh, and uh, that as well as their delegations uh, who were at assembly. I wasn't at fully half of the districts, but I was at enough of the larger districts and missed enough of the smaller districts that I think I probably presented to well over half of the pastors in the, on the region. I was able to squeeze in our NBC strategic planning retreat during that time, um, our spring board of trustees meeting, NBC commencement, one PALCON, uh, four local church preaching engagements, uh, one week of COVID, a one-day family reunion, and two glorious days driving the Oregon coast with my beautiful wife, and that was uh, that was a highlight of the summer for sure. She went to Oregon Pacific District with me. Uh, that involved uh, 74 flights and 67 nights in hotels, uh, too much uh, food, too little sleep, and exercise. And I'm going to spend the fall and spring uh, making up for that by eating right and exercising more and hopefully sleeping a little bit more. Um, I, I've already told you the response of the church to NBC is overwhelmingly positive. Uh, we think we're doing a good job. We think we hear good things from our students where well, we know we do. I wanna tell you out there across the church, uh, the church are big fans of uh, NBC. Uh, so this is a credit to you, uh, to all those decades that you have uh, that you have worked so hard and so faithfully and with such excellence to earn NBC uh, this much deserved reputation that we have as a trustworthy partner to the church. Uh, the brand new president in his first year uh, doesn't get credit for NBC's reputation. 
<laughs> uh, maybe if I'm here 20 years, I can start taking a little bit of credit for that. This is this is a reputation that has been forged, earned, uh, that runs very deep in people's perceptions, and it comes because of what our what our team has done uh, consistently, decade over decade. And I'm very very grateful for that. Uh, once the dust settles from the summer, I believe we're going to end up being north of 230 presidential partners. And I thank God for that. And I think it might actually crawl a little bit more than that post-summer. Uh, we're almost a quarter of the way to the thousand presidential partners that we set out to uh, recruit. I believe that uh, within uh, four or five years, we'll be there. Now we have to get about the business of not only recruiting more presidential partners, but renewing those that we have. Uh, I, went to, I told you I spoke at Fishers Point Community Church in Indy this Sunday. I'm getting ready for three days of meetings with Shepherd Community starting this afternoon. Uh, do you know what a rare treat it is for a college president to be able to talk to the church about the school and just be able to tell the truth and, and not have to figure out what aspect of reality to present to, to which target group? Um, I mean, I don't have to worry about any of that. All I have to do is show up and tell the truth about us and um, and let everything else fall where it may. Uh, that is an overwhelming blessing. And by the way, uh, that's all I'm capable of. You know, so if I had to deal with target groups and and stewarding our message and uh, try to put our best foot forward um, and speak one way to one group and a different way to a different group, I'd be dead in the water. I just absolutely don't have it in me. So thank you for being the kind of institution that I don't have to pick my message and pick my crowd. I can just run everywhere and tell the same story everywhere I go to everybody I talk to. I, I'm saying that quickly and almost flippantly, but I want you to know how, how deeply grateful I am uh, to you all for putting me in that spot. Uh, it is uh, an overwhelming blessing. Um, so just all that to say the church loves NBC, the church wants to support NBC. Um, I wanna ask you to pray that uh, more churches will give in the annual offering at every assembly. I uh, talked about the annual offering, said that 15% of churches last year gave in the annual offering. If we could triple that participation rate to 45%, even at the current uh, average gift, uh, we would do an, an awful lot to narrow our budget gap. Uh, I've also, also asked them to become presidential partners, either as a church or individuals. So I'm gonna ask you just to pray with me that that we would hit that 45% participation rate amongst churches, that we would triple our um, annual offering totals, that we would uh, be able to recruit 770 more presidential partners. Uh, so we're four months. This has been the last four months of my life. This is what I've been I've been up to. That's one third of my year. Uh, so I want to I want to um, put this in perspective because I'm not a big fan of. Uh, what in, in basketball, what's called ISO ball or uh, hero ball, where one person, where the offense runs around one person. And, um, and it's as if that one, that one person is the one making it all happen. Uh, that is just absolutely not the case uh, for us. Um, I've spent one third of my year running around the country, which a president of a school could absolutely not do uh, if he or she had to run the school or even had to be a significant part of managing the staff. It just, it just wouldn't be possible. Uh, so I, our provost, Dr. Like, along with our cabinet, our directors and their teams, that's, by the way, that's all of us. Um, they, they're, your excellence and your faithfulness um, are what free me up to be able to run around and do my job in support of your job. 
so I want to say thank you to you for that. Unless you think my efforts are the exception, uh, let me run down for you what I understand our faculty do. I know there's we have more teammates than just faculty, but just let me grab faculty as a representative example of what the whole team is doing. And uh, as I understand it, here's what our faculty do in any four month stretch. Uh, so so forgive me for getting mired in details. I, I tend to um, I tend to do that sometimes. But four months is one third of the year. If a professor teaches nine classes per year, they would average three classes in any given four month period. Uh, so and several of our professors teach 12 or more classes in a year. Uh, so let's break down their workload. Um, I asked Dr. Like for the numbers of a typical class. So in one class with nine students, one professor graded 57 assignments. And these assignments are not like, like um, fill in the blank worksheets or multiple choice exams. These assignments are writing assignments that have to be engaged with at a, a, fairly, a pretty deep level of thought on the part of the professor. They posted, this professor posted 285 notes to the classroom discussion boards during this six week class. And uh, that does not include emails, phone calls, research, additional reading, technical support, and curriculum development that's always ongoing on the part of every professor. Uh, so over a four month stretch, if you take that as what a professor does in one class, that a fairly typical faculty member may teach 36 students, grade 228 assignments, and post 1,140 discussion posts. Uh, that's one professor in one four-month stretch. So while I'm running around to 33 district assemblies, uh, our professors are teaching uh, uh, 36 students, grading 228 assignments, and posting 1,140 discussion po posts, in addition to phone calls, in addition to emails, in addition to additional reading and writing and, uh, and curriculum development. Uh, so it makes my, my schedule seem perfectly in line with the efforts of our team, uh, not exceptional when you compare it to the efforts of our team. Every church and pastor I presented to at assembly uh, received a follow-up postcard uh, from our communications manager. Uh, and that, uh, I don't know how many postcards that turned out to be, probably about 2,500 postcards or more. Uh, uh, how many, so let me ask you this, how many phone calls and emails has our enrollment team made uh, in that four-month stretch? How many transactions and reports and student conversations has our finance and financial aid team made during that time? How many emails and postcards and individual tasks have, have our executive assistants uh, made during that stretch? Uh, how many lines of code, ingenious solutions, and rocket scientist level work has our IT staff pulled off? Um, I normally don't understand the words they're speaking to me when they tell me what they just did, uh, let alone um, let alone the, the nitty gritty of uh, what they're up to. Uh, but I do understand that stuff works and it works securely. It works consistently that uh, our students don't have to deal with the kind of uh, of dysfunction and constant um, uh, constant need for um, for help that uh, students at many schools uh, have to deal with our our um, our student experience technologically, um, what we give to them, what we put them in, it works. Uh, it works well, it works intuitively, and it works consistently. And that is, I'm learning, rare amongst, um, amongst uh, uh, online education. Uh, so let me just uh, tell you this, uh, I'm tired. 
I'm, I'm pouring out every bit of energy and ingenuity I can muster for NBC's mission. But I want you to know that I know that I'm not the only one. You've been doing it a lot longer than I have, and you've been doing it with the same intensity and the same level of commitment and sacrifice uh, that I have, if not, if not more. And so I want to just tell you, thank you. Uh, I'm starting to get it. Uh, I'm starting to get the level of, um, of devotion and intensity that you have to this mission and to our students. And the more I join you in it, the more I appreciate what you've been doing for a long, long time before I ever showed up. So I want to leave you before we pray with one lesson I've learned and one scripture passage. So here's the lesson. No matter how important your ministry is, the single most important outcome of your ministry is the kind of person you become doing it. And when I get, um, when I get a little sleep deprived, uh, my daily habits tend to start suffering a little bit. The busier I am, the more sleep deprived I am the less likely it is I'm going to have my personal devotional time, at least in a quality manner. And the less likely it is I'm going to eat right and exercise. And, um, and God snaps me back to this maxim. I don't even remember where I learned it, uh, but it has stuck with me through the years that there's nothing more important in my ministry. There's a lot of, of really important stuff in my ministry, uh, but there's nothing more important than the kind of person I become doing it. And uh, if I, I have to tend to that, uh, otherwise I short circuit what uh, God's intended results are for my ministry down the road. Uh, and so here's the scripture, Proverbs chapter four, verses 23 to 27. I'll be preaching on this passage at their request at Chicago First Church this Sunday. And, and uh, so they didn't just let me pull one out of the can. They, they said, we want you to preach on this passage. And so, uh, and so I'm, I'm working on a message around this right now. Uh, and that it is this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Just that one line needs to be on our refrigerators. Uh, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. A avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And that's the New Living Translation. My apologies if you're not a fan of that particular one. Um, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Uh, I want you to know that um, I'll, I'll never get away from being a pastor. In fact, I fully intend to be a pastor again. Um, but my, my heartbeat is not just uh, that all of our work would produce the desired results, but also that each of us would become the kind of person God created us to be as we uh, work hard on this mission and work together uh, with each other. And um, I want you to know I'm committed to that myself. Uh, I get, um, I'm a little bit of a smart aleck, especially when I'm, uh, when I'm up against it. Um, I, I, can, uh, I can fall into sarcasm uh, here and there, and uh, gallows humor, if I'm not careful, and um, and th those are things that um, that I just know when I start uh, when my humor starts getting darker and a little more um, a little more sarcastic, I know I'm I'm in trouble, and I need to get my heart I need to get my heart grounded again. I need to get it right uh, because I don't I don't want to live like that. Uh, sarcasm can be funny, uh, but um, uh, gallows humor can be can be. Um, um, comforting sometimes 
but it's no way to it's no way to live in terms of uh, your mindset and the focus of your life. And so I would just I'd appreciate your prayers that I would become the kind of person God God uh, made me to be, um, and that I would continue to become more like Him and a more uh, fitting vessel for His presence and His purposes in this world. Uh, as uh, we do our work together. And I'm praying the same thing for you. And I'm uh, very, very thankful to be part of this team. Just wanted to give you an update today on uh, what I've been up to and uh, recognition of what I know you've been up to. And I know I just barely scratched the surface. And there's a lot of you, your efforts that I didn't even touch on in that quick summary. Uh, but, I, but I deeply appreciate what you're doing as well. Uh, even though I don't see it day in and day out. Um, I benefit from the results of it. And uh, so do our students and so do the churches that our students serve. So thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Like if he would uh, to pray for us on this first uh, this first chapel back after a little summer break.